0: Hi and welcome to this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here and I hope you're having a beautiful summer and that you've been going with the flow with all of the eclipses and yeah that you f- always feel guided and supported on your path. And today I have a dear friend of mine Leonard who is a spiritual guide Coach, counselor, medium, and healer, as my guest on the podcast. And we get into very interesting topics around energy vibration. He shares his 18 years of practice and knowledge from his own path with us on this episode. And we get into interesting topics such as different energy vibration and qualities of energy vibration our perception, uh, the range of vibration, uh, how it is to perceive non-incarnated beings and spirits, spirit connection. We talk about energy residue in different spaces and how to distinguish between that and spirit connection. We also get into angels, how to perceive auras and the tarot. So this is a very interesting and unique podcast episode. Uh, I hope that you can learn a lot from this. And if you have any questions, you can connect with me. So enjoy the podcast. Hi, Leonard. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Shiri. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so glad that you're here, and I would like to ask you, how do you stay mindful and present?
1: Well, I have my practice. Uh, I do yoga every day, uh, 30 minutes, about 30 minutes, and then uh, I meditate after that 10 to 15 minutes, and I have a reminder on my phone, actually, that reminds me every hour to... uh, stay present to not oppose uh and to surrender to what is.
0: Mm. Oh that's a great practice and so good for everyone who has like daily um daily lives where they rush into things or we just get caught up in work then that's a good reminder to have just to slow down. So mm. thank you so much for sharing that and I would love for you to introduce yourself. We have known each other for yeah, right right now it should be 4 years actually. And yeah. uh, we met through work and uh, with time we just started talking about these more spiritual and non-physical aspects of life and we found each other in that. That was beautiful, I think. And so great to have someone at work that also uh, practices the same type mm. of uh, lifestyle as, as myself. So I was so happy to meet you. And I would love for you to introduce yourself first to the, to the listeners as well.
1: Um, my name is Leonard and I've been on this spiritual journey intensely since I was 25. Mm. Uh, so that's 18 years now. Uh, I'm originally from Austria and uh, grew up in the countryside, which made me have quite a tight connection to nature energies, I wanna call it. Um, I think we we live close to, the, the village is close to a forest and in that forest, of course, I always had my sensors out. I always sensed my surrounding really intensely. Um, and then when I was living in Switzerland for a while, I, had, I did a spiritual healer education, a mediality education, which we can talk about a bit later. Mm. And uh, I also did an um, education in uh, possession a light possession and stronger possession in Switzerland, and uh, yeah, we met here in Sweden. I've been living here for thirteen years now, so for a very long time. And my spiritual education, if you want to call it like that, it goes a bit up and down. So sometimes I'm more engaged with it, and sometimes a bit less engaged. It depends a bit on how the so-called earthly life is at the moment. If it's stressful in work, in the regular work that I do, then it's sometimes harder to have the spiritual connection. And then in, when it's a bit easier in work life, then it's easier again to connect. Mm. That's mm. who I am.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that's so true. It's always about finding the balance because... We are here for a reason and to uh, also embody the physical, but then it's, it's, the practice is to find back and to try to integrate um, our spiritual practice and, and lifestyle into everything that we do. And that can be, yeah, sometimes it feels like, oh, there's been a time period where I'm truly connected and, and everything is flowing and then. A time period comes and we are very much in this physical and in this uh, human, um, uh, like human embodiment. So that becomes very apparent that it's good to have that balance. And I would love for you to maybe uh, go deeper into your um, practices as a medium and about energy, vibration, and all of that. So if you want mm. to share, I would be grateful.
1: Yeah, I would like to start with a small disclaimer. Um, mm. I'm a strong believer in that everybody is entitled to their own belief structure. Mm. And what we're going to talk about now is, of course, tightly connected to my belief structure. And I don't in enforcing my belief structure on other people. So please, uh, whatever we talk about now, take it into yourself, uh, check um, with your authenticity filter if it resounds a truth within you. And if it does, you can integrate it. If it doesn't, then just move on and see what's out there that fits your belief structure and your authenticity filter. Mm. Uh, I think that that's something that is super important for us as incarnated humans to establish this authenticity filter to, especially as a medium, whatever information you get, you need to authenticate it for yourself uh, and understand is this truth or is it something else? Uh, It's pretty much the same way as in our incarnated life, when we talk to another person, we of course should engage with their energy and we should communicate clearly with them, but then we also filter the information that we get from them because we know that not everybody speaks truth. And -hmm. the same counts for uh, medial and spiritual conversations that we might have. And I think that's a, a pitfall for a lot of mediums that they do not authenticate. They just take the information in and pass it on to other beings without uh, evaluating it and without letting it th- run through their authenticity filter. Um, the basics, uh, as I understand them, and as probably other people too do too, uh, we are dual, dual beings and we are dual beings on many vibrational levels. So while we are incarnated into our body, we are dual, we have light and we have dark within us, we have additive energy and subtractive energy within us, we have positive and negative negative. Uh, and on our soul level that's the soul which is the light part within us and the ego as I define it which is the darker or the more negative part within us, and ego struggle, all of you will know that. So the soul and the ego are the two parts of us that are incarnated. On the non-incarnated level, that would reflect on the higher self and the lower self. And while we are incarnated, I see the higher self as the vessel that keeps, that stores all the knowledge that we have acquired over several lifetimes and the lower self as well. And it is important for us to accept this duality within us. It's, it's not necessarily to be judged that we are living our uh, ego very strongly or that we have lived more on the lower vibrational level in some lifetimes. That's totally fine and totally acceptable because in the end, as I see it, Um, The goal is to dissolve duality within us, to harmonize and integrate the ego and soul to be one cohesive being. And on the higher level as well, to step out of the incarnation circles, to step out of the duality of our spirit, uh, the spirit in the light and the spirit in the dark, the higher and the lower self. Mm -hmm. Uh, And surrender that and find our way back to God. For me, the God or the infinite is a non-dual being. Mm. There is no judgment in God. Well, if you you engage with the light part, uh, with angel beings and so on, uh, you engage with judgment in a very strongly way. There is opposition between light and dark. There is judgment between light and dark. Something is good and something is negative that's the life we live in but the goal must be to surrender and to integrate those parts into ourselves mm. um when we look at energy vibration everything of course that is around us is built of energy um, and what connects this energy with each other is energy vibration and this energy vibration is really the most important thing we can learn um in our existence, in our incarnation, to become aware of it, to read energy vibration, to understand it, and to understand the aspects or qualities that energy vibration can have. Um, Mm -hmm. For us to achieve that, I would say, we need to start training our awareness, our sensitivity, really, towards energy vibration. And that can only start in the incarnated level. So if you want to become a strong medium, you need to train your awareness on a day-to-day basis, basically. Your presence, your staying in the now, if you want to call it that, of being aware of what's happening all around you, what's happening within you so that you, you really practice in meditation to get to know yourself, but to also get to know the energy vibration that is surrounding you in your home and in the world that you take part of. Uh, and there is a lot of exercises that we, we can do to achieve this kind of awareness uh, by focusing, by having narrow focus a wider focus on what's happening around us. Um, so I think that must be the starting point for anybody uh, in this life to actually awaken, uh, And if that's the goal, then you need to be aware of what's happening around you, on the first on the incarnated level, and then on all the other vibrational levels that are the non-incarnate levels. Mm-hmm. When it comes to energy vibration itself, there is aspects to it or qualities to it that we need to understand. And one, of course, is the level of vibration. Like we are in an incarnated level of vibration. And this level of vibration has a certain frequency um, that it vibrates on. It also has a density. So how dense is the energy that is surrounding us? A Table has a different density in energy vibration than air has. Uh, And we are very much aware of that because we can't move through a table, but we can move through air. There is also an aspect of speed in vibration. Uh, What we perceive in our incarnated life has a certain speed to the vibration. That's why we can perceive it. But if we would speed up our perception, then we would become or will or are aware of of a lot more uh, energy surrounding us on different levels. And then last, there is, of course, a certain pattern of certain rhythm to vibration as well. And this rhythm defines uh, what, what object or what being we perceive, because everything has a different rhythm in vibration, even though if it, it harmonizes within the same level density and speed uh, for us to, to actually uh, be able to perceive higher vibrations, we need to learn to manipulate our perception of this energy vibration. So we need to go, for example, if we want to, to perceive angel beings, you would need to go higher in your level of vibration, increase the frequency of your vibration, decrease the density because it's less dense in higher vibrational uh, levels. You would need to speed up your um, perception you need to because it vibrates much faster it has a different rhythm so you need to fine tune your energy vibration to actually perceive this higher beings these angel beings and of course most of us that are developing medial um, or spirit connection abilities do that quite automatically but it is a learning process that builds on our energy vibrational perception on the incarnated level so if you're very unaware that you have a hand in your day-to-day life uh, it's going to be extremely hard for you to become aware of a spirit or a higher being yeah, so these incarnated levels that we can perceive, I see that with a lot of mediums that they're not very clear about what what it is that they're perceiving on which vibrational level they are. So it's important for us to to experience uh, experiment with that a little bit as well. What are lower vibrations that we can perceive? What are higher vibrations that we can perceive? Uh, when we talk about the classic ghosts that people talk about in mediality, uh, those are no longer incarnated souls, but souls that haven't passed over to spirit. That's also very important to understand the difference between a, a, a soul that is non-incarnated and the spirits on the other side. Because when our soul transitions to spirit, we transition back into our higher or lower self, depending on what kind of choices we have made in our life. Uh, So often I see mediums, they they don't see the difference between a ghost or a a being that is a soul that is uh, non-incarnated, but still on this side of vibration or within our vibrational uh, range. They don't see the difference between what are energy remainders in a room and what are uh, ghosts. And they don't understand, okay, is this soul, has this soul passed over or the spirit passed over um, or has it not? And then on the levels above that, it's, it's sometimes hard to perceive how advanced is the spirit that I'm communicating with? What is the spirit's agenda? Because they do have agendas themselves, even if they are in the higher vibrational in heaven. Um, and also there are different levels of uh, angel beings that we can have contact with. And they themselves are still dual beings if they, even if they would like to... Um, ignore that fact but just by seeing that an angel actually can fall means that an angel is a dual being so if an angel falls of course it would be on the lower vibrational range and for that to be possible they, they are need to be uh, dual beings um Yeah. You want to, you have any questions to that? (laughs) So
0: much interesting things. Uh, I actually do because I, uh, I do receive uh, questions and thoughts around um, like spirit connection and, and feeling energy. And I write about that as well. And it's interesting how you said it can be hard to distinguish what is what. And I'm, I'm just like from your experience, let's say you enter a room or a house or a building and you sense something. How do you distinguish that, okay, I'm sensing a, a, a residue of energy from previous events or people or I'm perceiving a, a spirit that is trying to connect or that is roaming around here? Like, how do you make that uh, distinguished?
1: Yeah, that, that's a really hard thing to learn, I would say. Mm. Um, it's experience, really. Mm. Um, experience with, with those uh, different energy vibrational levels. So uh, in the beginning, I suppose you start by, as I said, evaluating the energy vibration that you are around with, what level am I on, how is the density of this energy, how is the speed of this energy, how is the rhythm, and then you start slowly manipulating it and slowly going higher, and it really is a feeling, if you go higher in vibration, like lifting you up, it lifts your soul up in a way, you feel mm. like your body is straightening, like you're moving out on the top of your head. That's mm. how you go up in, in, in energy vibration. Uh, when It comes to me walking into a room. Um, I can give you an example. I moved mm. into this 18th century apartment uh, about a year ago. Uh, and it's of, of course, Beautiful, because it has a very established energy in the home, um, and when when you walk in, you can really feel that, but you can also feel that it's it's a mess or it was a mess when I moved in here the, There is energy remains of all the people that have lived here, people that have died in this house, uh, people that just passed through. It's also very um, common when I sleep in a hotel that it's a, it's a very hard thing for me to sleep in a hotel because there is so much ener- energy remain. Mm. So the first thing I actually do when I move into a house or an apartment is that I start um, cleaning the apartment mm. in a spiritual way or smoking the apartment. Uh, and that is really for for... Uh, to, to get rid of all the energy remains of people that have lived here before. Mm. But when I moved into my 18th century apartment, I I smoked it, and the apartment itself was fine, but the house was not. Uh, so I spent quite a lot of time also pumping light energy into these spaces, just to clean it out even more. And the first night I slept here, and this may sound a bit strange, I had six or seven spirits that I perceived in the house that I needed to help mm. to to move over to the other side for me to be able to sleep basically here. Uh, it was very intense and i've never i 've never lived in an 18th century building before, so maybe that 's why it was uh, so much in here. Mm. And uh, in the part in Stockholm that we live now, there was a big fire in the 16th century where a lot of uh, buildings burned down. So there is still the remainders of these kinds of energies here as well. Uh, and you, you can help the environment that you live in by um, channeling light into the area to actually clean up some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're, uh, one understands quite fast that there is a soul that hasn't passed over uh, incarnated because you you can feel those anger or there is a demand really for for you to help them. Um, mm. So I think that's one of the, the things that you, you can quite clearly perceive if there is some kind of demand on you to help them to move on into the light or into the dark, I always give them both options then then that's a, a soul that hasn't passed over onto the other side. The reason why I give them the option to move into darkness or light, if you wanna call it that, heaven or hell, is that I'm trying to be as non-judgmental as possible. If there is a soul that had a dark purpose during its lifetime, um, mm. then it's, I don't know if it's fair or, a good thing to push them into the light. Uh, I think we should respect even the soul that hasn't passed over uh, to make their own decisions. But the decision they have to make is to move on because being stuck here in this world, this incarnated soul, is not very helpful for anybody. You're not able to move on with your existence and your incarnation cycles. Mm. Then I also think that sometimes people make it too hard for them when it comes to helping helping souls to move over to spirits, because it's actually quite easy. You you help them lift their own energy vibration in the in which they are stuck in because they're stuck. They can't move into a higher density, higher level of vibration, lower density, and so on. So you just kind of take them, you pick them up, and you change your own vibrational level so much that they come with you basically to the other side so if i think if you're an experienced medium you you don't need to tell them to pass on and let them go you can actually walk with them over to the other side and help them in this transition as well not just watching them from afar as they pass on um, I think that's uh, quite a major difference of between the work that I do and the work that other mediums are doing. Mm. And then when it comes to actually spirits on the other side, I have uh, a lot of experience from, from having conversation with spirits from the other side. Uh, and I think they're great teachers. Um, and I think that's actually where we should be searching for our spiritual knowledge We should establish those contacts to teach us on the higher spiritual levels, on the higher vibrational levels on the other side and actually get knowledge transferred directly from them. Then it's even more important that you have a strong authenticity filter. So if you get knowledge from a higher spirit or even an angel's being, you need to pass it through your authenticity filter. You need to authenticate it for yourself. You need to find if there is truth that resounds within you in what is communicated to you. And only then you integrate it into your belief structure. Otherwise, you're open for a high level of manipulation, which I think can be quite dangerous. Mm. That was a long answer to your question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you so much. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'm also thinking about... um, how because you we, you tapped into angel and angel communication can you dive a little bit deeper into in, your understanding of these beings or energy or what what, what it is
1: <laughs> so i think there is a lot of folks out there that call themselves light workers And if you are a light worker, which means you basically work for angel beings or for higher vibrational beings, um, then you have kind of a benefit because they tend to help you in your life struggle when you are defining yourself as a a light worker. That's from my experience. But as soon as you start tampering with uh, non-duality, Uh, it's not as positively received on on the other side. So as soon as you also start looking at your lower self, they don't really enjoy that. And I think that's because angel beings are, well, by definition light beings, but they tend to ignore their lower vibrational selves, and they tend to ignore the dark side. There tends to be this eternal struggle between light and dark that I think most of also aware of, and angels, in my personal opinion, oft, often drive their own agenda as well. And they have they have a job to do, and we support them in their job basically, and, and that job drives their agenda very strongly. And of course, if you you can read books about the different choir angel choirs and the different vibrational levels that exist within the angels and beings that are more powerful and less, less powerful depending on their own evolution. So when you have a spiritual contact to uh, an angel, when you are a spirit in the higher self, when you connect to that, and then that connects to an angel being, um, you need to be careful as well and authenticate the information you get and, and, see what is truth and decide for yourself if you want to help them in whatever task they have for you but again I think our job as incarnated humans is non-duality to to evolve to a level where we we are no longer dual beings, we are no longer just connected to heaven or hell but we kind of stand outside of it, we kind of uh, evolve past the angel level, if you want to call it that, and have a close, direct connection to the infinite, to God, which is really um, non-dual. And then I have a a strong opinion about, uh, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, I must say here, but I have a strong opinion about people, I don't know, There is spiritual people that always talk to the archangel Michael or another archangel without authenticating if it is the archangel or if it is another angel being, or if it is a spirit that is not, that is on the other side that you have a contact with. And of course, that is really difficult in the beginning to identify who or what is the being that that I'm communicating with, but it's super important that we have this, again, authenticity filter all the time on, because uh, it might not be an archangel that we are communicating with. It might be uh, a lower vibrational being even that we communicate with. And if we, don't, if we can't differentiate, let's say it in a harsh way, between an angel and a demon, then we have a problem,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: We need to understand who are we talking to. And that's why these, these authenticity filters are really, really important. And I have to say, if you are in contact with uh, an archangel or a being that calls itself archangel and it doesn't sound or it doesn't resound within you as truth, it feels wrong, then I strongly recommend that you break this connection off immediately and you just put a stop to it, you push that being away and you close yourself off uh, to this energy.
0: Yeah, so it's being also very uh, aware, and it can. I think it's it's a hard thing to do in the beginning, like anything else, to really um, observe and to uh, perceive what what is real, what is not real, what is authentic, what is not. But it's it's a practice, and I think this practice is when when it's like with all types of different practices, it comes to some and, and then uh, if it's really, it comes in a way which is really serving you, then it should be a very, uh, it, it, it should uplift you and it should feel good. And um, I'm also thinking about the different, like, how is now just uh, regarding energy? What what is in your sense like our aura and how can we work with our own aura? I don't know if mm. it, like because I know it's also there's ways to perceive our own aura and others. Um so how do you see that?
1: Um mm. uh, I will- it is an evolution, perception or sensitivity is, is an evolution. Like you said in the beginning, you start by sensing yourself, by becoming aware really of, of yourself. That has to be the starting point. You define also, you work on defining who am I and what vibrations do I carry within me? So you always start with, with your soul, with the definition of your soul and, and perception of your soul. So uh, your soul resides within your uh, stomach area, I would call, say, or your sensitivity resides there, really. Yeah. Uh, and you perceive your body. There is plenty of body walkthrough uh, meditations that you can to do that helps with, with perception of your body. Then you move on to experiencing your vibration within your body, and then you step out and experience the the vibration outside your body, which people call aura. Um, And the aura, you can read a lot about the different levels of your aura as well. But what I find most important is that you you find like the outer skin of your aura that you, you, and this from a personal perspective is important because you can play with your aura skin, you can manipulate it, you can manipulate this outer layer and kind of make it tight and strong to protect you if you need, if you need to cut yourself off because you are highly sensitive and sometimes you just need to lock yourself away from the world, then you can manipulate your outer skin of your aura and uh, get that effect so that you you don't suffer under brackets, uh, you don't, you're not in pain all the time. So that for me is aura perception, really. You you go outside your body and you perceive the energy around you. The next step then would be to, I think the easiest is if you sit in a park and you start uh, extending your your aura or your sensitivity to engulf a tree or a plant and then start perceiving that plant. You can, of course, do that at home as well with a pot plant. Try to experience that plant by touching it at first, by experiencing what it is in its physicality, and then by seeing how the plant vibrates, how energy flows through the plant, how energy vibration builds up this plant. And once you you are quite confident with uh, energy vibration, the perception and your sensitivity when it comes to plants, you can move on to animals, you can experiment with dogs, for example, because if you, if you kind of portray, if you're very calm and you kind of reach out energetically to a dog, you can see that the dog reacts to your touch, your sensi- sensitivity touch, your energy vibrational touch. A dog will recognize it and will start looking around and seeing, oh, where is that energy coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you when you have understood how energy flows in a dog or in a cat or in an animal, you can move on to humans and Then we talk about what I call reading in other people 's books, which actually is not okay to do, mm-hmm. but it 's necessary to do when you 're starting out with your sensitivity because then you you kind of you reach out energetically to another person and you can read the energy of this person and you understand their motivations, you understand, it's maybe empathy in a way, but you get more information. You can tell if a person is feeling good or bad, if, you, if that person is sick, if there is something wrong in the energy vibrational field, in the aura field of that person. So you, you, you reach out from first myself to the world around you and through that build up your vibrational understanding of the incarnated level of the world, And then when you go a little bit higher, you will get in touch with non-incarnated souls. And then you go higher again, and you go to have conflict with spirits and you go higher angel beings and so on. Or you go lower and you experience, uh, people call it hell, lower vibrational levels. And for me, hell is equal to ego struggle, really. If I perceive the lower vibrational levels, it's all about ego struggle. It's all about who's on top of the food chains and it keeps on constantly evolving. It's not like the energy vibration in the higher vibrational levels. In the lower vibrational levels, it's a turmoil. It's constantly changing. So, yeah. So Mm -hmm. sensitivity has to grow like a plant, like a tree. It reaches out with its branches to the higher vibrational levels and with the roots into the lower vibrational levels. And that's what we do as humans as well. We, we engage duality in the beginning of this process before we can disengage duality and reach out for non-dual uh, realms and that we do through this building up. So it's very hard for somebody to... Say, okay, today I'm going to be a medium. And you go out and you go to a teacher and a course and, you, and they can't really explain to you what you need to do. So then you sit in this mediality course like I did and mm. wonder what is going on here? What am I supposed to do? Please explain to me. Mm. Uh, you need to go through this evolution to be able to have a strong medial contact.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Thank you for sharing that. And since you you tapped into that, you uh, practice uh, yoga as well. How has that helped you on your journey?
1: Um, It has helped and it has not helped, actually. And I know Mm -hmm. this is something I get a lot of uh, critique or people wondering about as well. Now, mm-hmm. my uh, yoga practice is, is 30 minutes, but I have to admit it grounds me too much mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's maybe because I do a very intensive kind of yoga, uh, mm-hmm. because I see it as a workout. Um, but it grounds, I mean, physical activity grounds us very strongly. So that can make it sometimes harder to actually reach out for higher vibrational levels and I guess it depends on what kind of yoga you do as well Mm. uh, and how much you meditate afterwards meditation is is good because it it helps us or it makes it easier for uh, easier for us to be less grounded while sport uh, if it's intensive sport uh, grounds us very strongly in this world and that makes it harder to actually reach out for higher vibrational levels The same counts for work if we have a lot of problems or challenges at at work that we face and we're very stuck in our I don't know if you want to call it pain body or or you know our inner conversations uh, then we are very grounded in this world which makes it much harder to manipulate our vibrational perception to go higher or to go lower so it's, it's easier when you're less grounded to actually develop medial ability than if you are very grounded in, in this world.
0: Mm. So it's a balance. And for sure, the physical yoga is just, um, it's preceding meditation. It's just for you to be able to sit in meditation for yes, a longer time. So it's a, it's a great way to prepare the body, the physical body um and and the last question i have for you is actually regarding because you do uh, read the tarot as well and mm. i wanted to ask you how like what is the tarot for you and how do you use it in your practice
1: so i have a bit of an ambivalent relationship to not just tarot cards but also also to uh, pendles and angel cards and rune stones and whatever you you want to mention here. Um, All of these things can only be door openers. So whatever cards you lay in tarot, they are functioning as door openers for your sensitivity to connect to knowledge. Mm So I think if you are a not very sensitively trained person and you lay tarot cards, it's going to be very hard for you to actually get something out of it. While if you are uh, very sensitive and you know your vibrational levels uh, and you can connect to energies, tarot cards open um, the door to timelines. Uh, We haven't talked about the concept of timelines, mm. um, but very shortly, you can step on on your timeline and or on anybody's timeline and walk back into the past. So if you if you are sensitive, and you have a, a client in front of you and uh, you want to to look at their sources of suffering, which could be like past lives, it could be early uh, childhood scripts that they have acquired or it, it, it could be other things. Uh, so if you step on the timeline, you can go back into the past and you can go forward. And that's kind of what tarot cards often do as well. You ask about the future when you lay tarot cards for somebody. Uh, so they open up that gateway to, to the timeline and give you indications uh, of what might happen in the future. The tricky part with timelines is that they are working, uh, which means they can split off in different directions. And what people or sensitives usually do is that they actually walk the strongest timeline forward and then they say, this is going to happen. And it, it doesn't happen because even though it was the, the uh, strongest timeline forward, another timeline that is forking off was incarnated or it was one of the hidden forks. And, and so if you are sensitive and you come to a spot where a timeline forks off and you're aware of it, you can actually stop there and see what are the options going forward. And that's why I think tarot cards can't really help you with that. Then it's better that you actually train your sensitivity to a level where you can step on a client's timeline, you walk forward to the splitting point where it forks off and you, you just pause there and look, okay, what are the options here, what's the strongest uh, fork going forward what is what are the hidden forks what can't i see right now and focus on those because often the hidden forks are actually the ones that are most beneficial to the the client because that's where they learn the most that's where they evolve the most that's where they can actually reach forward in their lives and then there comes the whole concept of of um, Life scripts and so, what is what checkpoints do I have in my life actually that I should achieve? And they, of course, don't usually come in one order. There is flexibility, and when when do I meet these events? Mm. But that's, I mean, that's a whole different area, much much bigger to to talk about timelines and yeah. life scripts and all of that.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting to talk about. Also. Uh, with you in another episode, because I think that's very interesting how we work with those things and how, yeah, we can integrate that knowledge into the practice as well. And do you have anything else that you would like to share?
1: Um, No, I've, I've said it like, I don't know how many times now, authenticity filters are super important try to establish your own authenticity filter. And an authenticity filter is really evaluating the information that you're getting and checking, does it resound as truth within me or does it not? And based on the authenticity filter, you decide to integrate it or you don't. So everything that I've been talking about now for the last 45 minutes or so, run it through your Mm -hmm. authenticity filter, see if anything of it, if at all resounds as truth within you. And then you can integrate it all the way. Just throw it out. It's fine. Mm.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. And how, do you, what, um, how can people get in touch with you? And what do you offer for those that are seeking something similar?
1: I'm afraid right now I don't offer anything.
0: Mm. <laughs> That's
1: because uh, of the work situation right now and, and living mm. situation that I have. So if somebody has a question, uh, they should probably reach out to you, Shirin, and then we can get in touch and maybe talk about it later.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, Leonard. I'm so happy that you took your time. I'm so grateful for everything that you shared. So I'm sending you so much love.
1: Thank you, Shirin.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you can let the information and the words and the guidance sink in, meditate on it, and if you do have any questions about any of the topics, you can connect with me through Instagram or Facebook, Love Positivism, and I will gladly answer any questions or forward your questions to Leonard so he can answer them. So thank you so much for listening. If you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, Apple podcast, I hope that you can take a screenshot, send it to me and I will give you an Oracle card reading just as a thank you. So take a deep breath in, fill yourself up with new energy and exhale out and spread this love and energy all around you thank you for listening namaste